welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. James the Apostle. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth peace peace to people of goodwill. We We praise praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who consecrated the first fruits of your apostles by the blood of St. James, grant, we pray, that your church may be strengthened by his confession of faith, and constantly sustained by his protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We are only the earthenware jars that hold this treasure to make it clear that such an overwhelming power comes from God and not from us. We are in difficulties on all sides, but never cornered. We see no answer to our problems, but never despair. We have been persecuted, but never deserted. Knocked down, but never killed. Always, wherever we may be, we carry with us in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus too may always be seen in our body. Indeed, While we are still alive, we are consigned to our death every day for the sake of Jesus, so that in our mortal flesh the life of Jesus too may be openly shown. So death is at work in us, but life in you. But as we have the same spirit of faith that is mentioned in Scripture, I believed and therefore I spoke, we too believe and therefore we too speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus to life will raise us with Jesus in our turn and put us by his side and you with us. 
You see, all this is for your benefit, so that the more grace is multiplied among people, the more thanksgiving there will be to the glory of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. There was our mouth filled with laughter. On our lips there were songs. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us! Indeed, we were glad. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for their sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Alleluia, alleluia. I have chosen you from the world, says the Lord, to go and bear fruit that will last. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons to make a request of him, and bowed low. And he said to her, What is it you want? She said to him, Promise that these two sons of mine may sit, one at your right hand and the other at your left, in your kingdom. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus answered. Can you drink the cup that I am going to drink? They replied, We can. Very well, he said, You shall drink my cup. But as for seats at my right hand and my left, these are not mine to grant. They belong to those to whom they have been allotted by my father. When the other ten heard this, they were indignant with the two robbers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that among the pagans the rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. This is not to happen among you, no. Anyone who wants to be great among you must be your servant. And anyone who wants to be first among you will be last. And for anyone who wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today we celebrate the Feast of St. James. Uh, And of course, there are two Jameses in the list of the 12 apostles. Um, James the Less, he's known as one of the relatives of Jesus, you know, a cousin or something along those lines. And the feast we celebrate today, of course, is um, James the Greater, uh, James the son of Zebedee, James the brother of John. This James, of course, has his um, relics in the the Church of Santiago de Compostela, um, a church in Spain that's famous for the Camino. So, you know, people walk hundreds and thousands of kilometres in pilgrimage in order to come and venerate the relic of St. James. 
Now, I must say, this gospel um, always makes me laugh a little bit with uh, James and John sending their mother into bat. Um, it's something that is somewhat familiar um, for me. I can't tell you how many brides and grooms want to contact me in order to book their wedding ceremony, uh, but they get their mums to do it for them. <laughs> now, I sometimes wonder, look, are you guys really old enough to get married if you're getting your mum to call the priest on your behalf? <laughs> Apparently it's been going on for 2,000 years, though, because uh, here comes the mother of John and James. Now, I think this scene is supposed to be a little bit comical. Um, you know, we've got the mother of these two who bows down low in order to present the request that she has for Jesus. Um, you've got this sense of um, flattery. You know, she comes before the Lord, you know, not so much to kneel before him, but because she needs a favour. But what's interesting is that once the mother makes the request, Jesus addresses all three of them. You do not know what you're asking, Jesus says to the mother. And then, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? And then they replied, we can. That makes me laugh a little bit because you get the sense that, okay, here's the mother, you know, bowing down before Jesus in order to make her request. But James and John are nearby. <laughs> watching all of this unfold, and you get the sense that they've put her up to it. Now, i got to admit, at this point, we discover just how awfully patient Jesus is. Because I reckon if this was me, I would have knocked their heads together. Guys, seriously, have we been together this whole time and you pull this stunt? Firstly, you reckon I'm going to say yes to your mother? Secondly, do you think that I can be bought... And thirdly, do you not understand that life is not about worldly honours? I reckon at this point, if I'd been Jesus, I would have thought that I'd been wasting my time with these two blokes. But instead, Jesus is awfully patient. He turns to them and he says, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Now, it's it's a fairly cryptic statement, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, well, where did this cup from? And what is it that we're apparently going to drink? Well, the context for this passage in the scriptures is Jesus preparing his disciples for the passion. Let me read you a couple of verses prior to the passage which we have today. Listen to this. Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, and on the way he took the twelve to one side and said to them, Now we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man is about to be handed over to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the pagans to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and on the third day he will rise again. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came with her sons. So you can see that this incident with James and John and their mother is immediately preceded by a passion prediction. So this chalice, it's, it's definitely got something to do with, with Jesus' passion, the reason why he's going up to Jerusalem. Now, we'll hear later on, of course, uh, when, when we observe Jesus during his agony in the garden, you know, as, as his passion is, is beginning, that he prays earnestly to the Father, let this cup pass me by, but still, not as I will, but as you will. Um, and, and, and so we really get this sense of this cup being so intimately linked with the saving sufferings which he will endure. 
This idea of the cup, I think, is is beautifully explained in a in a, a scriptural reflection book called uh, Fire of Mercy, Heart of the World. And I'll, I'll just quote a little bit from it. Have a listen to this. The biblical mindset, always so concrete, visualizes our personal destiny with the image of God extending down from heaven a cup for us to drink, containing both our sorrows and our joys. The image is rich indeed because it implies that the acceptance of God's will for us is a food that nourishes us, a wine that transforms our consciousness received from the very hands of our wise father. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That God holding out a cup from heaven for us to drink as this concrete link between his will and our acceptance of his will, our living out the joys and the sorrows of our lives according to his plan, according to his purpose. Um, And, you know, Jesus takes up this theme a little bit later on, of course. He says, hey, well, my food is to do the will of the Father. And of course, as we heard, you know, Jesus speaks about drinking the cup that the Father has for him, you know, in his passion, in his agony in the garden. And so we can see here that that Jesus, he sees his own life as constantly drinking from the cup that God has prepared for him. And this is what it means for him to be the son, right? You know, he is the son because he does the will of the Father. He does the will of the one who sent him. So what are we to do if we are to be the brothers and sisters of the Lord, if we are to be his true disciples drawn into his family relationship? Well, we too must accomplish the will of the Father. We must drink from the cup that the Father extends to us. And doesn't that dovetail beautifully with what Jesus says that we heard a few days ago? Who is my mother, my brother, my sisters? The one who does the will of my Father in heaven. We can start to see then that Jesus establishes this great communion in the will of the Father. Firstly, by him accomplishing the will of the Father. And secondly, by drawing us into the same chalice from which he drinks. Now, James and John, they they reply pretty quickly to this question. Can you drink from the cup that I'm going to drink? And they reply, yep, we can. Uh, and, you know, you sort of get the sense that Jesus goes, hey, guys, do you want to give it a little bit of thought? <laughs> do you want to give it a little bit of time? But no, he takes their yes very well. And though they don't know what lies ahead of them, there, there is this kind of trust that, yep, we can drink that cup. But Jesus then goes on to say, but you know what, the seats to my right and my left, look, they're not mine to give. They're allotted by my Father. And again, I think this reiterates this question about the will of God. You take the place that God gives you, because that's the place that God gives you. And I think there is the real secret to accomplishing the will of the Father. To receive what he gives us as a gift. Why? Because he loves us. Because what he gives us is, in fact, the expression of his love. I don't know. I I think often when I heard this passage about Jesus asking, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Um, You know, there's this real question of like, look, what's contained inside is really bitter and it's going to be terrible to taste. Uh, So can you do it? Are you prepared to do it? Are you prepared to make the sacrifice? 
and you know, I, th- there is a bit of that that's in there. You know, the the cup that God extends to us, it 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 can be difficult to drink, but it is also His nourishment of us. This cup which extends down from heaven is also what gives us this new consciousness, this new kind of intoxication with the word of God, with the will of God. Because at the end of the day, what God wills for us is joy, a new life. The cup that extends down to Jesus in the moment of the agony in the garden is not the cup of crucifixion, it's the cup of resurrection. And yes, it passes by means of the cross, but at the end of the day, the Father loves his Son. And the same too then for us. To drink the cup which comes from the Father is to drink the cup of joy and of salvation. And yes, it passes by way of the cross, as we see in the life of St. James, that you know he, he gets beheaded in the year 44 in, in, in Jerusalem. But that's not the cup. The cup is to be drawn into the life of God for eternity. This is God's will. This is what he desires for us. And there's the point. Jesus asks, can you receive the gift that the Father has for you? Yes, we can. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, Salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return 
after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.